So I want you to pull up Genesis chapter 25, verse 23. Genesis 25, verse 23. As a chapter 25, Genesis. Chapter 25, verse 23. There we go. Adonai said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from your body will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other people, but the older will serve the younger. What was God's plan? That Jacob, right, received the blessing, not Esau. Right? How many, when, when God gives us a, a word like this, what should our reaction be? When God does something that's different than the norm, what was that? Steve, what did you say? Uh, what did she say? You can, you can, are you sure? Well, that's a good response. You're welcome. See, I'm with you, right? Are you sure, right? Remember when Moses went up there to take off you know, your shoes and I'm going to have you go back and get my people and Moses came up with all these excuses, right? I can't, I'm slow as speech, right? And here's the thing we have to learn. If God tells us to do something, do we have to figure out how to do it? I want to say it again. If God tells us to do something, do we need to figure out how to do it and answer it the right way? What y'all said was no. no, right? Too many times we decide, oh, God told us something now we got to figure it out, right? You have a hand up, yes. Man made a plan and God smiled, yes, but the problem is. God made the plan, and we just got to follow, right? You know the old bumper sticker, God is my co-pilot? If that's your bumper sticker, you're in the wrong seat, right? God better not be your co-pilot. He better be the pilot, and you better be following along. See, too many times we put God and try to figure out, you know, if God t tells you you're going to get a million dollars, does that mean you got to go buy lottery tickets? Does that mean you got to go gamble? No. Right? Because God's going to, if he says it, it's going to happen, you don't have to figure out how God's going to do it. Now, if God tells you, go place these numbers, then you might want to do that, right? <laughs> and if it works, remember to tithe. That's all I have to say. <laughs> but that's not how God works. When God gives us a word, he's already figured out how he's going to do it, Right? And we have to stop trying to get in God's way. Right? From this whole... And if you haven't read the story, you need to read the story. It's such a beautiful story. Of how two brothers, right? Had to get along. Right? The wife... Her, her, the mother hears God's word, right? And knows... We don't know if she ever shared it with the two kids. But we do know Jacob is pretty clever, isn't he? 
Remember little on, you know, Jacob, you know, Esau was the, the one who would go out and kill and get the animal. And the brother would do what? Sit at home. Watch TV, play Nintendo. Right? They didn't have TV or Nintendo, so they couldn't do that. Maybe he was obviously a good cook, right? And his brother comes back ready to die. He's about to die. How many of y'all been in that state? You go, oh, you know, I, if I... I can't, if I don't eat something right now, I'm going to die. Are you really going to die? No. Right? So Esau says that to his brother. What does the brother do? It's going to cost you now. What's it going to cost you? Birthright. If I'm going to be dead, my birthright doesn't mean anything, does it? So he says, you can have it. Just give me that food, that red stuff. Red stuff must have been good. Didn't have a name. It was called the red stuff. Right? Give me that red stuff right there. And he gave it to him, right? Now, do you really think that Jacob thought he was going to get his birthright for that? Or was he kidding? I think he was kidding. Yeah, really. I don't, cause I don't think he knew. I don't think his mother ever told We don't know if his mother ever said, hey, it's going to happen. But if you're going to ask for the world, ask for the world, right? If they give it to you, be it. And one of the reasons why I say that, too, is what happens at Isaac's deathbed. He calls Esau and says, I want to give you a blessing, right? And his wife, Rebecca, hears this. And she remembers what God had told her when they were still in her womb, because a woman never forgets, right, women? You never forget anything. Zippo, guys. I know we have a newly married person in here. They will never forget anything, Eric. Just remember that. Words of advice, 29, going on 30 years of marriage. The answer is whatever you want, dear. <laughs> right? They... There we go. We got a couple amens. Hallelujah. Take up an offering. <laughs> but what we have to remember is she hears, she remembers God's promise and assumes she has to take control. Jacob doesn't want to do what she wants her to do, does he? But he has to honor his mother. Matter of fact, he says, I get caught, I'm going to be cursed. He knew the punishment. And her response was, I will take your curse. There you go. Right? But, did God have a plan? Was, did, do we know what God was, do we not know, does God not work in people's heart? Would he not have told Isaac, hey, you can bless Esau. But the real blessing is going to go to your son, Jacob, right? He could have done that. With, uh, uh, he would have done it because he, he's a follower of God. He knows God's voice. He would have listened, right? But what does she go to do? Man, she goes to sneak in and faking out the stuff, putting hair on, you know, sheepskin on, on his arm. And what does it tell us, too? Remember, he said he hears the voice of who? Jacob. But he's being told it's Esau. Can't always trust your eyes, can you? 
But you can always trust the truth. And they tricked him into doing it. But again, is that how God wants us to get our blessings? No. All through this story, we see how uh, Isaac and them, that, you know, oh, it's my, not my wife, it's my sister, right? He learned that one from his dad, by the way. Right? Well, you might have killed, and what do they say? We want to bless you, right? They saw the power of God in the people's lives. If God is blessing you in your life, people will see it, won't they? And people are going to want a part of it. And you can't give it to them, can you? But you can share with them God's love. You know, we are blessed, right? The scripture says very clear, I will bless those who bless my people. You all are Gentile. If you're a Gentile and you're blessing Israel, guess what? You're receiving blessings. How many of y'all receive blessings? Raise your hand. Right? Every hand goes up. Because that's how God works. God blesses us. And it's not just you know, material blessings. It's that spiritual blessing. It's that lifting. It's, it's watching how God moves in your life. How much greater would have it have been the story of these two brothers if they had just let God do the blessing? See, when we get in God's way, we get in trouble. And we make the system bad. We muddy up the waters, don't we? Because we got to do it. We, I know, God, I know you have a plan, but my plan's better. Just follow along. Right? I know it's going to be a little sneaky. We're going to... Make him think it's Esau. He's going to get the blood. Everything will be okay though, right? What? That's not how God works. Why would we even think that God wants to work that way? When you hear a word from the Lord, watch how he will open the doors. You know, when we do mission trips, I was uh, talking to Jamel at the beginning. We're going to this big conference and uh, like I said, it started about, thir I think it was the 13th year. Is that right, Renee? Do you remember? And the only one I've missed is the first one. And this is done by Jonathan Burnus. He's my old boss. Great mentor. And the first couple, we, if we had 15 people, we had a lot. This one will have over 500 people from around the world. Here's how blessed this ministry, and it's, watch about how talking about God's blessing. God's blessed that ministry so much. They pay for all the hotel rooms, all the food. There's no cost for the conference. The only cost that we have is our airfare from wherever we are to the, to the place. That's it. And they have ministries that they bring from around the world, and they help those so they can come over. And so what's an amazing time is we all come together and we fellowship. And, you know, a lot of them, these are guys that we started ministries, you know, when we were in, in the 80s and 90s when we were going out and planning, you know, these new congregations over in Russia and the former Soviet Union and Argentina. And we now see these rabbis coming back and learning and how their congregations have grown. And see, that's part of doing it God's way. One thing I learned from Jonathan is you can have a plan A, you better have a plan B, C, and D, 
But none of them are going to work because God has the right plan. We just have to follow it. When we would go on mission trips, people would say, are you ready for this? I said, I'm ready. We have all these ideas. But I guarantee you none of these will work because we're going to do it God's way. And when we do it God's way, things happen. One of my favorite situations, we were in Cuba. We've been called in to immigration. And that is not a fun thing. And there is, there is two soldiers there. One in plain clothes, will come in later, and one in a uniform. And it's the good cop, bad cop situation. See, they learned this from Russia. And I learned it from the times I was interrogated in Russia, what was going on. So I knew exactly what was going to happen. In fact, I told my interpreter, I said, this is what happens when they call us in. There'll be a guy in a uniform. He's going to be our, our buddy. He's not going to understand why we're there. And then there's going to be another guy. He's going to come in in an, a, a, a polo or Izod shirt with his sunglasses tucked in his shirt, onto his shirt. And he's going to act like he doesn't understand English and he understands it perfect. We walk into the office. There's a man in a uniform there, and he first words out of his mouth was, I don't know why y'all are here. Y'all are trying to do good. A few minutes later, another gentleman walks in in a pink polo, sunglasses tucked in, sits down and acts like he doesn't understand English, has to be translated. About ten minutes into the situation, my interpreter Realized real quick that, in fact, he understood English because he was asking questions at, without waiting for interpretation. So he didn't learn so much, right? But here's what the neat thing was. See, when they came in there, we had gone to this other part of Cuba to meet a, a, a supposedly a Messianic congregation. When we got there, these guys were anti-Castro and were trying to, uh, to do this revolt. And we're like, that's not what we're here for. We walk into the meeting. They said, you're meeting with this gentleman. We said, yes, we did. They said, well, you can't do that. We said, that's not a problem. How are we here to help you? That wasn't the answer they were expecting, was it? And we kept going on, and he kept talking. And he knew we had brought medical supplies. And we also, with the medical supplies, we bring teaching supplies as well, Bible teachings and Bibles and all this. And he's going on and on, and he goes, well, if you want to do this, then you have to work with someone we tell you to work with. Well, when we were in um, the capital of Cuba working in Havana with the ministry there, they said, when you go to Las Tunas, the city, he goes, you need to meet up with this pastor. His name is Pastor Angel. And he has a desire to work with the Jewish people. So we're in this meeting, and this guy with from... And immigration's going, we will let you stay here if you work with a pastor. We said, what's the pastor's name? Pastor Angel. So we can do that. They brought him in. This pastor was also a nurse. He had a vi been given a vision from God 25 years before that his house, because they have to have house churches, you know, that's how a lot of them start off, he actually had a church on the end of the city, but the Lord had told him 25 years before that his house would be a house of worship 
in Jew with Jewish roots. And he was going to call it El Shaddai. I remember going over to his house. We walked in and he had a menorah as his main uh, piece of art, we'll say. And he had a love for the Jewish people. And it was a Friday night. We're like, we, we want to do a service, but you know, we can't do it where we were going to do it. He goes, you don't worry. We come back this afternoon. We're going to have a service right here. We came back. Now, just to give you an idea, in, in Cuba, if you have more than 25 people in your house, it's not allowed. Right? It's, the church is going to be 25 members. A hundred plus people showed up. We had people, not only with his house filled, and this was just him by sharing the word. People were outside sitting on top of other houses to hear. And guess what? We started a congregation there. You see, God had a way. All he had to do was wait. You must keep the faith. And God planted that congregation that day. And that day we saw a number of people accept the Lord. And see, by being obedient and waiting, has God told any of you that you're going to be a millionaire? Raise your hand right now. Amen. Couple in the back, all right. I'm remembering this now, I'm, all right? Now, do you have to figure out how God's going to do it or is he going to make it happen? There you go. There you go. Shebang. <laughs> Bazinga. I'm sorry, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the thinking isn't so quick. <laughs> what? Does inventions got God, see, God can do it any way, right? Right? See, and, but what we have to remember is if God has told us, we don't have to try to figure it out. He's going to put the, 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 the steps in motion. And he's going to make it happen. So you know what? He might tell, it might be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, but guess what? It can happen. Let God be in control. Don't make the mistake of this. Because what happened? Two brothers, man, they didn't get along so well, did they? But we know in other situations that when they listen to God, right? Why do, what, how do we bless our children? May they be like who? Ephraim and Manasseh. Why those two? But why not Jacob and Esau? Because they always fought, right? Why not Cain and Abel? We want to go there, right? But what was the difference between Ephraim and Manasseh? Did not God switch the blessing on them? Did they argue? No. Because when you know it's from the Lord, you're okay, right? And both will receive blessings. Don't try to outfigure God. Your plan is not better. I can tell you that right now. If God makes a promise, watch what will happen. So I want to encourage you. Listen to the word of the Lord. Receive his blessings. But don't try to do it your way. Do it his way. 
Because when you do that, guess what? You're going to get blessed, aren't you? So if he's promised it, you got to disclaim it. Might not happen overnight. Might not happen on your timetable, but it will happen, won't it? And that's what you got to be ready for. Because you will see the blessings down the road. I can't wait to go this weekend. To be able to see people I've been ministering on the front lines with. You know, I'm not a, a military guy. I'm about to have you all come up. I didn't fight in the army. I couldn't. I had a car accident. They don't take one-eyed guys anymore. You know, G.I. Joe with Kung Fu grip doesn't really work in the military. Right? But I've served in God's army. I've seen what's happened. I'm going to be meeting with guys who have been on the front lines. They need that lifting up and encouragement. Because it's not easy out there. But man, it is great to watch how God does things. Here's one of the neat things I love to hear about. They'll, they'll tell you stories how God supernaturally does stuff. I can tell you stories from Russia that will blow your mind. And from Cuba. How God just supernaturally does things. And if we just listen, be still and know that he is God. Those are key words. Stop trying to do it yourself. Sit back and watch what happens. Like I said, I learned that long ago. We would have plan A, plan B, plan C, and none of them would happen. But God's in control and we can make it happen. Go with the flow. Y'all with me on it? All right, bow your heads and close your eyes. For those watching online and those here right now, the only way to truly listen to God is to have Him in, the, in your heart. And the way to have God in your heart is to have Yeshua in your life. You have to accept Yeshua as your Messiah. I want to encourage you right now, if you've never done that, or maybe you need to rededicate your life to him. You can do that today. If you're watching online, you see our information on the screen. Wherever you are around the world, you can contact us. And we will call you and pray with you that prayer of salvation. But if you're here right now, and you're ready to say yes to him, all you need to do is raise your hand. Is there anyone? Anyone at all? And Abba Father, as we come before you right now, Lord, give us your blessings. Lord, let us realize that you are in control and that you will make it happen. Lord, let us do what you want us to do, not what we want to do to get to it. Lord, let it be in your timing and your will. And Lord, that you get all the glory. We ask this in your Son Yeshua's precious name. And everyone said... Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen.